Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. Thank you so much to BigPipe.co.nz for sponsoring this episode of The Male Gaze. I'll have you know that BigPipe have an app that allows you to prioritise your internet traffic. I'll have you know. Who says, I'll have you know. You're you're smoking a pipe while you sound that. I'll have you know that they do. The BigPipe app is amazing though. They're the only uh, company in New Zealand, the only ISP that do that, that you prioritise. So you can put Netflix up top and put uh, texts from your mum down low. They're pretty much the Emma and Hillary of the uh, internet service providing world. Yeah, they're at the top of the internet service providing mountain. They put the flag in the in the internet mountain. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase. Welcome to the Male Gaze Podcast. You're here with Mr. Eli Matthews, and that's me. And Mr. Chris Parker, that is me. And we are here with a new episode of our podcast. Oh, thank you for listening. It's a credit to yourself and us that we are sharing this experience together uh, in separate time zones. And in separate worlds. Yeah, because we are recording this on a rainy morning, and you may be listening to it in a... Uh, in a speedo on a beach in Brazil. This uh, this episode today is going to be a very good one. Uh, we'll get on to the theme shortly. I'm building up the quality of this episode quite strongly. Maybe we should say what the theme is, because I found my... Because we always start the podcast with a topical news story or fact that is yeah. LGBTQI friendly. Mm-hmm. Just because we want to school ourselves up. But I found my fact through the theme this week. Ooh. And I don't want to give a spoiler to what the theme is. Okay, great. Well, I, felt, well, I only say that because I felt like you were going to give a really big like reveal of the theme just then. I w- it was going to be super <laughs> exciting. I hadn't planned it, but it was going to be good. Okay. So the theme for this week's podcast is favorite childhood characters that you watched in cartoons or movies or television that were probably gay. Yeah, but you didn't know. But you didn't know. Or maybe you, you did know. Yeah. Or maybe they were openly gay. And look, maybe they're not gay. We're just going to put forward some and then discuss whether or not they yeah. are gay. And some um, are ones that I found on the internet that the internet claims as being gay. Mm. And and that's up for that's up for discussion. Yeah. We can, we, and of course, as always, we have the answer. We have the final we say. Have, we have the final say. The final word on all these characters. Shall I give my facts first then, since it's not really... Oh, mine's a little bit tied to the theme. Yeah. Did you know the very first piece of graffiti, the world's oldest graffiti artwork, was a gay picture, right? Found in ancient Greece in the island of Astapalia. Uh, between the 5th and 6th centuries BC. That's what this uh, piece of art dates back to. And it is a picture of two penises with the name Dion underneath it. 
What? And that's all it is. No faces, nothing attached to it. Just two dicks and the name Dion. And that is the oldest piece of graffiti in the world. Dion loves <laughs> dick. Dion loves the dick. <laughs> uh, Who's Dion? I don't know. Dion. Hey, Dion. Dion, Dion loves the dick. Hey, Dion, I like that picture you drew of our dicks together, Dion. Dion could be a woman. That's true. Who? Who? Who loves, like, lots of dick. Dion. Oh, there's a character out there who's female called Dion. Oh, yeah, and Clueless, because she's known after Celine. Her... Yes, Dion. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that Dion likes dick. <laughs> <laughs> funny um, Funny, we mentioned her. Yeah. Played by... Alicia Silverstone. Oh, no, no. no. It's just Stacey Dash. Yeah. Okay, cool. Who is... Just, just the worst a nightmare. Please don't listen to anything Stacey Dash says. Well, or do, but take it with four grains of salt. Yeah, <laughs> precisely four. Four. Count them out and and eat them as you listen to Stacey Dash talk. Okay, on to my fact now, Eli. All right, lay it on me. Okay, I found this while I was trying to search, um, like on my Google browser. I was like, gay Nickelodeon nineties, <laughs> <laughs> just anything that would give me some sort of inspiration. But would you know? This I read this in the Independent, so I'm pretty smart. Yeah. Um, that uh, a new cartoon series airing on Nickelodeon is to become the channel's first show to feature a same-sex married couple. Oh yeah, saw this. Yeah, the Loud House it's called, which uh, began in May, um, and there is a interracial same-sex couple, two men, and uh, they drop their son off to like a sleepover, and like. It's kind of amazing because I watched the clip of yeah. like their kind of um, introduction to the show and they're just like overprotective parents, but it doesn't really like, because they're gay, that's not the butt of the joke. And um, they're just, it's just like very kind of well played on Nickelodeon's behalf and very funny. And I love that they're interracial as well. I think that's a really strong move on Nickelodeon's behalf. Hey, can I tell you another fact off that? Yeah. So, I don't know. I remember my friend telling me this in, like, 2005 at school. Uh, So this may be not true, but she used to read New Scientist magazine every week. Apparently, um, you know how uh, in a normal heterosexual couple, people often end up dating people who look like them. So they are, there's a lot of couples that are their brother and sister, right? Okay. Um, and that is because you are looking for someone who is super, who is a certain amount similar to you, apparently. But that doesn't exist so much in homosexual couples because you've already got your gender in, in common. Apparently, uh, homosexual couples often have quite disparate appearances and there are way more interracial gay couples than there are straight couples. Boom. I don't have exact facts on that. And also, this was a long time ago. And <laughs> who was, knows? This was in year 12. <laughs> this is in year 12. <laughs> um, that's interesting. There's nothing kind of creepier when you see a same-sex couple and they look too much alike. That's the thing. You can if, like if you look like brother and sister. That's like oh, kind of cute, kind of weird. But if you look like brother and brother, <laughs> or just like mirror images of each other. Yeah. Why do you like each other? Um, I guess he's just the mirror image of me. I guess it's just like sucking my own dick, <laughs> <laughs> which I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I follow like quite a few people, um, like sort of like beautiful gay couples on Instagram. Yeah. And there's one couple that I don't even know why I follow them. Every time I see them, I roll my eyes and moan because they not like, oh, but like, oh, like that kind of moan. Yeah. Because they just look so similar. I was like, how narcissistic. What's the name of the couple? I, I wouldn't know, but you'd probably know them. They're like very kind of San Fran. Like they're always oh, yeah. posing in front of like a pink wall. 
I get, and like white this, shorts. Is this at Yama time? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they look too similar. They're always coordinating their outfit to the wall they're standing in front of, which it's, I think is insane. It's a good sign you're like a serial killer duo when you're like yeah. trying to blend into your surroundings like, that Let's much. put on these clothes because that'll match that wall. We'll drive to that wall. We'll take a photo. <laughs> and what Instagram. kind of idiot is driving around looking for like walls to photo to get photos in front of? I don't know, but they always look happy. Yeah, I hope they're happy. They make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I hate. follow them at any point. No, the there's choice so is many, always open you. have to you. no idea how loyal I am to the people I follow. <laughs> I've been following Deborah Messing on Snapchat for way too long now. <laughs> and I just... Okay, so she's like a big supporter of the um, Democrat Party. Yeah. And she's just... She's been campaigning for them for a very long time. But she just... There's something about her tone which just like really irks me a little bit. God, I hope she's not listening. I love Deborah Messing. I'm a huge fan of Will and Grace and also a huge fan of Smash, which she also was Smash a, is the worst show She was a shining light in Smash and I will not hear another word about it. <laughs> I've seen way too much of it. I've watched my the whole... into it. Yeah, I hate it. it. It's the worst thing to love hate. Yeah. I follow Helen Clark on Snapchat and I need to stop following her. No, she's her. great. Do you think so? Helen Clark, um, for idiots who live overseas and don't know who she is, she's going to fix the world but she used to be the prime minister here and she's uh potentially in charge of the un yeah she's a, a femme boss yeah uh, she's amazing on snapchat oh, no it's always a shot from the her car of the city that she's in any old like person oh my god any person over 50 who uses like stickers on snapchat i'm like you're a savant like you're a genius i don't good. know how you knew how to work that out but you're obviously a genius. I le- legitimately worked out how to use stickers on Snapchat <laughs> last week. <laughs> you know the videos when they kind of appear out of nowhere? Yeah. That is the buzziest stuff. Like, that. what is that? It's such a surreal looking thing. Like, these weird stickers that just sort of appear, and they're, but they're kind of still in that area of the video. I don't know. It's It feels like kind of 90s animation. Mm. Speaking of 90s Ooh. animation. Good oh. link. Thank you. Um, let's get into this. You Do you want to do the first character? Okay, absolutely. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, so let's just have a wee crack into the parents of Rugrats. Oh, love this topic. Yeah, it's huge. Okay, so the, there's a lot of talking points as of which parents are gay and which parents aren't. Yeah. I mean, I think the ultimate sort of um, gay icon in the whole cartoon of Rugrats is Angelica's mum, Charlotte Pickles. Oh, absolutely. She's, what a hero. She's a hero. She's she, a boss. She's a single mum? No, no, no. She, she's got a husband because her husband is... Well, he's is, never on the scene. No, her husband is uh, Tommy's dad's father. Stu Pickles, Drew Pickles, is Angelica's dad. Oh, my God. But she's a... No, I think she's a power lesbian. <laughs> There's just she's just too she just dominates too much. She's got a Portia de Rossi vibe. Uh, oh my god, Portia de Rossi would 100% play her in the real life version yeah. of that show, and she would be mint. There's another um, kind of conspiracy theory I read around Phil and Lil's parents. Yeah, well, Phil and Lil's mum is a very sporty. She's sweatshirt. very sporty, and people kind of call her sort of like a like a very sort of butch lesbian kind of character. But it's really kind of effed, effed up actually because. The big thing with like that 
because they have a dad. Um, mm. I don't know what his can't remember his name is. He's, he's kind of like a very sort of skinny kind skinny's of. Skinny's ju- got curly kind of blonde, purple, buffy, purple, purple hair. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh, so he's like the, um, and he's gay is the theory that they're saying online because he's kind of feminine, and Phil and his mum's quite um, masculine. I was like, that's kind of effed up because. You're just kind of flipping the gender sort of norms of that, but yeah. they she could be straight, absolutely, and he could be straight, and they could just, and I'm sure she dominates him in the bedroom. I t- I tell you what, oh, I think so. She throws him around the room, but I reckon Phil and Lil when they grew up, when they grow up, I mean we have we have watched all grown up the spin off yeah. Rugrats animation where they are like in their early teens or they're just children they're like between 11 and 13 okay so they're not really playing with sexuality too much but I reckon Phil would like suck a couple of guys off at like <laughs> uni you know just to play it around like I think he's sort of open <laughs> and his parents just set up such open um, understandings of sort of gender and gender roles absolutely so I think that'd be like quite progressive Phil and Lil mm, I always wondered if Chucky was gay mainly because I identified most strongly with Chucky, but then again, potentially that's just because he's a ball of anxiety. He's a ball of anxiety, and I was like, "Oh, that's what—that's how I feel that's at how school." <laughs> Here's one thing: Chucky and Angelica have a really intense relationship, and it's never kind of explained. But they're oh, just yeah. like those two see into each other's souls for some reason, and mm. potentially they're both gay, but they haven't realized it yet, and that's why they understand each other more than any of the other characters. Mm, or or they're going to end up together in a Hermione-Ron uh, situation. Okay. I'm not saying that just because he's got red hair, but he is a mess and she is quite uh, tough and direct. But she's also like a bossy bitch as yeah. well. But I kind of like that. Do we Should we pay any attention to the stupid theory that an- they're all dead and they're in Angelica's mind or should we just brush over that? Oh, we should 100% brush over yeah, that. That's cool. a load of crap. But if you believe that... Get off this podcast. They're babies. They're babies. You're- you're disgusting. You're they're like, they all died in a river accident and they're all like, who in their goddamn mind wants to presume all these beautiful children are dead? I don't know. Did you Monsters. know, though, in the mid 90s, Rugrats was the top rating show for males aged like 18 to 30? Stoners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was the top rating show, but definitely the, the biggest audience for Rugrats was men in their kind of 20s. It really blows open some kind of intense adults. Um, thoughts for me like when, re- yeah. when re-watching I'm like oh my god that explains so much about my own anxiety and depression yeah <laughs> like like, and Tommy's just like I guess he's he was the strong male lead but I think we, when we're watching it he's kind of weak yeah he's not as interesting as the other ones not at all not at all hey if you've got your own Rugrats um, fan theories out there please Tweet them to us. That's, <laughs> We'd uh, love to hear them. At Eli Matheson or at C. Rob Kerr. Or also uh, you can email them to littleempirepodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, All right, Eli, dive in. Oh, one quick thing. Yeah. I also think it's quite one of the things that I identify with about Rugrats is how Angelica can talk to the parents and also talk to the babies, but she doesn't really fit in with either. And that is sad. It's a metaphor for life. It's a metaphor for life. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was so like that as a child, though. Same. I would 100% talk to grown adults all the time as if I was on like an equal playing field to them. Yeah. I was like, oh, how's work going? I was like, four. I was like, yeah, that sounds stressful. <laughs> and I was the same with kids like younger than me as well. I really wanted to teach them the way. The way. Yeah, it's like, okay, when you... 
get to 10 years old, you're going to want to go to sleep. Exactly. It's like your parents going to, like when you were younger, you wanted to stay up. But when you're 10, you get real tired. Yeah. I remember saying that to my friends. What you're going to want to know how to do is to push down the Duracell on your book <laughs> so you don't have any bubbles. And I'll show you how to do that now to save you five years of torture. This is your like child vlog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hey, I'm going to put forward my character. Um, yeah. So topical Pokemon. It's back. In the public consciousness, yeah. thanks to the app, uh, which I have played and you have not. I've I've dabbled. And by dabbled, I caught one Charizard and I was like, I'm done. You caught a Char- You did not catch a Charizard. That's like- I mean, a Charmander. Okay, cool. Good. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> did you, though? Did you watch the show? Yeah, I did watch the show. Yeah, great. And it was a good, it was a great show, right? Lovely show. <laughs> Lovely. Love just like, just Lovely. you could sit back, relax with a couple of, like, a glass of wine and just watch some Pokemon. Lovely. Yeah. Okay, so uh first of all, I want to talk about Ash Ketchum, uh, who is twelve in the show. And he leaves home. Kinda to- hot though? Like when I was younger, I thought he was. Oh yeah, hot. T- great look. Yeah. Uh he looks a little bit like Astro Boy as well, who's definitely hot, who was like just wearing shorts all the time. And I was like, damn. Uh, Ash leaves home 12 to become a Pokemon master makes friends with Misty and Brock and then travels with them around Brock is an absolute horn dog completely He's such a horn dog eh? Always. how old is he? well that's that's the thing I would assume Misty is like 14 Mm. And Brock is like 27. Yeah, twi- yeah. yeah, he's like way too old to be hanging out with He like dropped out two. of uni and he's just like dabbling in Pokemon for a while. Yeah. And he's doing like hard drugs on the side. Totally. Because yeah. he's into rock Pokemon as well, which is like, <laughs> what a boring choice. <laughs> he doesn't care about Pokemon. He cares about getting with Nurse Joy or Officer Jenny. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's such a horn dog. But also, like, Ash, right, he's age 12, bridging up to 13, I believe, uh, yeah. during, as he cre- as he bowls through these gyms. He never, in my memory, he never thinks about women the whole time. Yeah. And I don't know if this makes him gay necessarily, or it's just the fact that he's already at age 12 burying him- himself in his career of mm. becoming a Pokemon master. Okay, I'm listening to this, Eli, and what is... Um, bubbling up for me is that I feel like Ash is a bit of a blank canvas Oh, that you projected all of your gayness onto <laughs> because he's quite a boring guy like Brock yeah. really and Misty kind of add the sort of pep to the show um, and I think maybe <laughs> you saw a lot of yourself and Ash that's, that is my um, theory on this that's true Oh, yeah, I guess Ash's defining characteristic is that he wants to catch them all. And if, so does Don't everyone. we all? We all want to <laughs> We're catch all on Grinder trying to catch them all. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go into my next one. Okay, cool. Um, oh, my God. So I rewatched The Secret Garden the other day. <laughs> the movie play. The Secret Garden. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you really know the plot of it, but like there's a little girl, um, She's uh, her family are. Uh, all died in an earthquake in India and she gets sent to like her uncle's rich mansion Mm. in um, like England somewhere sad Um, and it's run by Maggie Smith Um, Maggie Smith? Yeah Maggie Smith Yeah, definitely who's always old but amazing rewatching it so she's old in this movie eh? she's old in this movie movie. is from like 1990 (laughs) yeah she's how is she still going? she was born 17 (laughs) out of an egg Um, and 
Yeah, so Maggie runs the big mansion and is a total bitch. I don't know how she gets away with being so mean to children in this <laughs> film, but she is evil as hell. Mm-hmm. But she has, Maggie has like a assistant maid called, oh my God, I've forgotten her name, Mary. And Mary um, is like her job. No, Mary's the main girl. I don't know any of these characters' names. Oh, no. I'm leaving it up to you too. Mary is the main girl. Martha is Maggie's maid. And Martha's job is to look after Mary. And there is some real sexual chemistry going on between them, between those two. Whoa. Um, I've got actually got, I've got a clip, Eli. I want to play it for you. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is Bolshe little Mary whose parents died in India and Martha the maid. And you just tell me if you think there's some sexual chemistry going on here. All right. I'm Mrs. Medlock's servant. And she's Lord Craven's. But I'll be doing the housemaid's work up here. I'm waiting on you a bit. That waiting on me makes you my servant then. Whoa. You are strange. Hey, I know that. She's picking it up. Mrs. Medlock gave me the place out of kindness to me mother. She said she could never have done it if there was a grand missus at Mistlethwaite. Martha is undressing Mary right now. Who I'd lifted her, her arm so that she would do it? And certainly not Here upstairs. Stop it! She just tickled her. What are you doing? I thought all girls liked to be tickled. Oh. My gosh, so Martha is like that girl at university that like converts the other girls. She's <laughs> it, this is and then, then there's another scene later on in the movie where Martha gives Mary a skipping rope and asks for a kiss from Mary and Mary's like, This is quite weird. <laughs> Whoa. Martha Martha's doing a lot of like lip biting in that scene as well. Yeah. Uh worldwide sign of I'm DDF. <laughs> yeah, she's DDF. Yeah. And she's just like, she's just hanging around Maggie Smith all day. Yeah. Who's maybe a bit of a gay icon. Absolutely. A hundred I wonder if she does like gigs at like Pride events and stuff. I would love Maggie Smith on a float. Uh, <laughs> Auckland Pride Parade. Going down Let's sort Road. this out. Yes. And here comes the Maggie Smith float. <laughs> Hello, gays. <laughs> <laughs> that was my terrible Maggie Smith. That was a terrible Maggie yeah. Smith. Didn't sound anything like it. Okay, Eli, what have you got? Um, what should we bridge from Maggie Smith? Uh, we'll journey with her to uh, the present day. And by the present day, I mean 2004 to 2010. Uh, Those ish. are my best years. Yeah, <laughs> for, all, for all of us. <laughs> um, the Harry Potter universe. Okay. At this point, we should point out that... Chris Parker, who you may have, tr- listeners, you may have trusted him up until this point. I'm literally rolling my eyes right now. Has never read nor watched a Harry Potter. That's correct, right? Yes, it's 100% correct. Now, listen, I've read the first book, okay? And I started reading se- the second book, and I was like, this is bullshit. And I put the book down. And I was like 11 years old, and that was just my decision. And I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm not buying into this. But do you know what I did pick up? The Diary of Anne Frank. And I read that like, oh, cover to cover. Stop bragging. <laughs> that is the most braggy. Yeah. I'm just saying, fantasy didn't do it for me. I wanted true stories. Just something with a bit of bite. Okay, well, before we get on to the Diary of Anne Frank, 
Gay icon. <laughs> gay icon and Frank. Um, let's talk about Harry Potter. So, uh, as you you may or may not know this, Chris, but J.K. Rowling pointed it's out... gay. No. She, no. <laughs> I'm just going to guess. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. So, Dumbledore... Is gay. Yes. Is he? Yes. Dumbledore is like the... the uh, old fox. The principal. He's like the Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's like 400 years old or something? He's not 400 years old. They live... Wizards don't live for 400 years. They're just the people with a little bit of magic added. I thought he was like 400 years old. That was his whole gimmick. No. He had a big beard. The beard is the gimmick. I've watched a bit of like the fifth movie. Is that the same actor or is that the new actor? Uh, no. Uh, Dumbledore switches between film two and film three uh, as uh, the original uh, Dumbledore. Who I cannot remember you are the name of. So serious but right now. May he rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> You're literally crying. <laughs> I, this means so much to you. <laughs> and then Michael Gambon took over from uh, the third one onwards, and he's terrific. Okay, so uh, so Dumbledore is gay. Uh, he, which Jacob Rowling, it's never discussed in the book, never mentioned. And to be honest, so someone tweeted at at J.K. about whether Dumbledore had ever uh, been with a had a girlfriend, and oh. then she tweeted back. Like, never. Nah, nah, he's gay, bro. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, pretty much. The words to that effect. Oh my god, they need to make the movie where Dumbledore is back at university. Yeah. Hogwarts? Yes. Yeah. Like, but it's like, in my mind, set in the 80s, because that's like a flashback movie, but I guess it would be set in like 1601, because it's Harry Potter. No, and- <laughs> he's not 400 years old. And he's. it's all about like his romance with like another... Um, hot gay wizard. I would love that. I'm thinking. Are there any gay wizards in the um, wizard universe? Dumbledore. We're talking about him no, right but- now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He's so old, but like a young one. <laughs> well, I guess that's what maybe I want to discuss. I have a theory. So let me explain to you some things. Well, hold on. There was no like openly gay wizard. No, no one. This is crazy. And this is why I didn't read the book. <laughs> well, you well, you weren't openly gay when the books came out. <laughs> so you're a hypocrite. Well, um, hey, if there was an openly gay character in Harry Potter, maybe I would have kept reading is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, I reckon Cedric Diggory. So, okay, here's the deal. Uh, Gryffindor is yeah. the house that you're in if you're brave. Hufflepuff is the the house that you're in if you're loyal, right? Uh, but how it mostly works out is that Gryffindor is all the like quite jocks. cool jocks, yeah. and Hufflepuff is like friendly dweebs, except for Cedric Diggory, who is definitely a uh, a textbook Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Textbook right. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Uh, <laughs> he's brave. Yeah. Um, he's ambitious. Uh, and him and Harry Potter kind of become r- rivals. Part of the things that they're rivals over is the love of the same girl, Cho Chang. Uh, mm-hmm. Total babe and great. I love her in the movies. Uh, anyway, Cedric dies. But. Whoa. You should have said spoiler alert. Oh, you? <laughs> nah, it's been too long. <laughs> way too long. Well, now I can't read it because you've ruined the that's whole a movie. Minor, but... That's a minor death. But if you want me to list the other deaths, I can. No. 
Uh, Cedric dies. I reckon, the thing is, I'm like, why is he not in Gryffindor? How did he end up in Hufflepuff? There must be something that he's struggling with, and I reckon it's It's his sexuality. It's his sexuality. So do you reckon Hufflepuff is just filled with closet gays? Yeah, well, I just think that Hufflepuff seems to have fun. I reckon (laughs) of all the houses, Hufflepuff had the most sex with each other. Really? I reckon, um, because Gryffindor are too kind of like... So Ravenclaw's like the book smart people. They're definitely not having too much sex. Gryffindor's like brave and noble people, who yeah. I think as well, like are too busy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Slytherin are just like evil assholes, eh? Yeah. It's so weird that at high school, you would get put into a group that's just like, you are bad guys. You're bad people. And yeah. just like someone just tells you that at like 13. I know. That's a horrible system. And, and they're all like pale and blonde. Yeah. It's crazy. I can relate. I mean, I would look like I'd be in Slytherin, but I certainly think I would be in Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a Hufflepuff. And I think, I think at the assembly, I'd be like, oh my God, if I don't get into Gryffindor, this is going to be the end of high school for me. Same. But you know what? It doesn't matter. High school is nothing and it means nothing. So all those people who are in high school are now struggling with bullies from stupid Gryffindor. Just you just got to get through these five years and then it doesn't matter because most of those guys will end up being like getting their girlfriends pregnant at 18 and then just like trying to finish off their engineering apprenticeship. You know who's not going to get your girlfriend pregnant? You, you little gaybo. Good luck out there. <laughs> Good luck out there. <laughs> um, I want to dive into another one. Um, this is a big talking point. This was um, Tinky Winky from the Teletubbies. Oh, yeah. This was like quite huge when I was younger and I was quite aware of the conversation, but um, a lot of the media were um, outing this just very innocent Teletubby for being gay. And it was a real problem back yeah. in like 2000 and... Oh, well, 1996, my sister was born. She was a big fan of the show. She was probably watching it around 2000, 1999, 2000. Yeah. And everyone's like, I can't believe they would have put this gay Teletubby. Also, it's like he is a Teletubby, so yeah. he doesn't even resemble a human at all. He doesn't have bits. It doesn't matter. Also, it doesn't matter if he's gay. Also, he just held a handbag. That was the problem. And I quite liked the handbag. Yeah. I think he was definitely gay. Like, I, I, in my humble opinion, yeah, think that the creators of Teletubbies were like, this one's gay. That's fantastic. And they were like, let's make him purple. Let's give him a handbag. Let's put a rainbow in the background when he's in the shot. And they're like, he's gay. That's it. It probably was because I the show was was it English or was it like really buzzy like Eastern European kind of like. Well, they didn't speak English. But it's just such a weird show. I feel like in the meeting it was like okay, so this one is like obviously gay and like it just wasn't an issue. This one's obviously gay and, and we love this him. one. It plays the triangle and this one has a scooter. That show is <laughs> this one has a scooter. <laughs> Um, that show was buzzy, eh? I feel like... Crazy. Do you remember the green one? He had like a really ugly cow hat. Okay, the green one is the one that I dressed up as when me and my friends... He's uh, my least favourite. Oh, me and my friends did uh, a... So there was like a lookalike competition at my oh high my school. God. You had to dress up as a celebrity and walk down the uh, And you chose a Teletubby. No, me and three of my friends did it. And I was uh, Dipsy. And I kept the hat for ages. I wish I still Why were you Tinky Winky? Because um, I... Dipsy... If you remember, they all had a different shape on the top of their head. I do. Dipsy is like, so Tinky Wink is gay and it's a triangle. A triangle. Which, a triangle also is a gay symbol. Is it? Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. I didn't make them. <laughs> Dipsy's one, though, is quite a phallic, just, just big stick. Which is like, he's 
Hornet. Yeah. <laughs> he's and the hat is like kind of gross. It's kind of like a fedora. Absolutely. So he's just like a gross, horny guy wearing a fedora. Is it, yeah, you can imagine him being like, oh, there's a photo booth at this wedding. Which which hat should I put on? I'll put on this cow one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put on Ladies. these sexy glasses. Uh, yeah. This, I think it's an interesting discussion because I, I reckon... So there's this idea of a, a thing called a coded gay character. That is when the creators of uh, children's television put a character in who has characteristics of homosexuality but is never acknowledged as openly gay. For instance... But it's like consciously um, made that way? Consciously made that way. For, okay. for instance, Ryan in High School Musical, um, yes. you know, Ashley Tisdale's brother, yes. is very obviously gay, but then they never... Um, oh my God, he's so gay. Yeah, which I think is maybe like a strat, like they want to uh, provide role models to yeah. gay children without pissing off their uh, homophobic parents. Totally. But the worst thing is that they just don't mention it. I'm just like, if you just bring yeah. it up, that that's the that's the best thing that you could do versus just kind of like the sort of, the sort of, um, like the hush-hushness of it all is like mm. almost worse than, oh no, though it's good to have those sort of characters on television. But yeah. they're always just treated so weirdly. I was looking back at... um. Ariel Monsters. Love this. How show. good is that cartoon? So good. Do you remember the headmaster in Ariel? The yes. Grumble? The Grumble. He had like lipstick and like leather gloves and high heels on. I think if this show were made in the present day, we would use they, their pronouns to describe. You are 100%. It, the Grumble. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so it's like so gender neutral. It's fantastic, mm. and it's just like, but it's not really brought up in the show. But I feel like that must have been a coded character for those creators. Totally, and it's not really. It's not really like the laughing point of that show either. It's just kind of how it is. I don't think you should ever use the word it, Chris. Here is an educational thing that okay. I learned when I briefly taught gender in school. Yeah. It, uh, the connotations are that it's an object that you're talking about. Oh, true, 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 true. So you say they, They, their, them. Them, yeah. Well, they, I wonder if that translates to monsters. I mean, I don't know what monsters would like or... So there's also a pronoun called they or their, like Z-E-Y and Z-E-I-R, um... Which I think I don't know if there are people pushing that to get off the ground or not, but I don't know if it's it's definitely not frequently used. Zay, yeah. So Zay was saying to me, I mean, I'd love it if it kind of sounds that kind of sounds like you're describing an alien. Yeah, it does. Um, And the villain in the Powerpuff Girls, the kind of him, was that a yeah? He was called he was called him. him, but also quite sort of gender neutral. Wore high heels, lipstick, quite effeminate. Was my favourite villain. A great villain. Great voice. He's like, hi, Powerpuff. I've done so many terrible impressions. Powerpuff girls. No. Um, Yeah, so those are two kind of very interesting coded characters, Mm. um, which definitely I was really aware of growing up watching those cartoons. Yeah. But you don't kind of know why you're so drawn to them? I definitely thought both of those characters were cool. I was like, they are cool. Mm. Was it the Grunch? Who's the Grunch? Is Grumble? That the, the, the Grumble. Yeah. yeah. 
loved. Great. Although the character that I most identified with in RL Monsters was Ickis. And I think, again, mm. that's because um, he has an anxiety disorder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's so many cartoons where the main protagonist is just a ball of stress and anxiety. Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, don't get me started into All that. the characters in that, except for the the heifer. Are, Do you um, remember The Weekenders? No. It was a, such a cult cartoon. Is this but, the one with the skateboarders? Yeah. yeah. And it just, they went to like a pizza restaurant, a pizza shop, and it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday was the cartoon those yeah. days. And they were all just slightly depressed. Like all of them were definitely going to be like, have pizza one day, and then just someone would bring up like, hey, are we all really depressed? And then the, all the other characters would be like, yes, I'm miserable. And then it would all just open up. But they were just, none of them were like, could understand why they weren't satisfied with their lives. Oh. And it's a simple answer that they just needed, like there's like a chemical imbalance in their brain and they just like aren't happy. But it's a very weird show for kids. <laughs> what about Doug, man? Oh man, Doug, Doug was is on so the, sad. He's on the brink of an existential crisis. Hey Arnold, all these yeah. characters are suffering from different levels of depression. Which is why we love them so much as kids. Yeah, I don't know what's out there at the moment. It's funny that kids are just like relating to that so much. Like this is... Me. <laughs> yeah, I'm connecting with this huge it's connecting with a huge wallowing bucket of sadness that yeah. I exist in the middle of. <sighs> I want to talk about a character. Do you ever watch Thomas the Tank Engine as a child? Um, yes, I did. I was into it too much. Like I Okay. For my writing assignments when I was like six, seven, I used to write Thomas the Tank Engine stories with big pictures. And yeah. every time um, my teacher would be like, stop writing about Thomas the Tank Engine. Like, my feedback would be like, <laughs> like seven out of 10, please stop writing about Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh I my also, God, this would be so tedious as a teacher. I know. Like, I don't care. I don't want to read about these stupid trains. Uh, but I was into it for like way too long as well because got, I got to like eight, nine and I already had a massive collection of toys and I just kept buying the Thomas toys with my pocket money because I I became a collector. My mindset became like, I'll just collect them all. Yeah. And how cool will that be and when I'm an adult? all your little childhood anxiety into the little wagons of the trains. Yeah, pump all these uh, this energy <laughs> into the trains. Anyway, my favourite train was... Uh, his name was Oliver, and he was good just, name. Oh, he's such my a good, best childhood friend was called Oliver. Oh, it's a great name. It's a great name. He was a green train, but so he Thomas discovered him on the scrap heap. He was just about to be scrapped. Oh my god! Saved his life. Rags to ruins. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Rags ruins. to the ruins. <laughs> Rags to then to riches. <laughs> Rags to ruins to riches. Let's get real. It's not just rags to riches. You've got to go to the ruins first. Yeah, you're in the rags, then you go to the ruins, then you end up in the riches, and then you end up in the rags again. In the rags again. You're like, what happens? Yeah. Okay, so Oliver. And then they paint him green. Uh, what colour was he? Just rust. Rust, yeah, yeah. God, there's so much story in Thomas the Tank Engine. I honestly thought it was like, it's an early day at the, at the factory. The fat controller is sending all the trains away. Off they go. They're back again. <laughs> Nighttime. That's Thomas the Tank Engine. Like, that was the show. That's why I didn't really enjoy it that much. There's so... De- especially if you read the books, man. They're de- oh there's God. like all this information the, about... It's like Game of Thrones. The original books are so <laughs> much better. The plot, there's so many more characters. And they just like brush over some stuff. I don't mean that. Because the there's books- this big fan theory that like Thomas <laughs> is actually going to like run the train station one day. Like, he's Dothraki. It's amazing. Uh, anyway, I really connected with Oliver. Okay. Because um, he... Again, I think it was maybe... 
the fact that he was almost he was like pushed out of society, oh and then he was God. brought back in, given a new bright paint job. Uh, he was number eleven, great yeah. number, especially if you're watching the show Stranger Things. Oh, um, I think I, mean, I don't know. John Alamo's number eleven, yeah. good number. <laughs> A lot of people shaved eleven into their eyebrows and regretted it. Yeah, I can't. I've always wanted to do that. Shave eleven into your eyebrows. I think I had the hots for a few guys at my high school who did it. Like Ooh. everyone on the, everyone on the regular high think... school volleyball team did it, and I was like, "Damn, really?" I think it's a bad look. My brother did it, and he just took a chunk out of his eyebrow. And I remember my mum just losing her shit at it. He also put sun in in his hair. So it was a really bad time for him. He had that sort of red hair and like a well, sort of patchy red hair and then a big chunk out of his eyebrow. Whoa. He looked like someone who would beat me up at high school. <laughs> there but was he a, didn't. He's awesome. When I was in sixth form, I because I get hairs in the middle of my eyebrows. Um, in the bridge. In the bridge. Yeah. And that started happening when I was like 16. And the first time I tried to get rid of them, I like overdid it. And oh, then one, no. you, there's a whole series of photos of me when I'm 16, where <laughs> one of my eyebrow, my right eyebrow is just like, <laughs> like Starts. here, like I'm pointing to. It's like creeping along. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. Like a tiny worm. Just got out of bed a bit late. It's like, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm just running late. <laughs> Um, also as a side note I didn't have eyebrows as a kid oh. Pretty much I'm, I've got quite blonde hair But when I used to play tennis My face would go very red Yeah I play tennis um, My face oh, would go sporty. red Like a very sporty Like a tomato And just these like white lines would emerge Where my eyebrows were It was like um, Like those like invisible tattoos Or whatever <laughs> Like we used to have a doll of Pocahontas that if you put her in the light, her dress would, uh, there'd be like designs would come up on her dress. Ooh, do you remember those stupid dogs that like, um, the toys that you would run like under hot water and then their eyes would change or their, and it'd be like stupidly like pink for a girl, blue for a boy. Mm. This, this has got to stop, eh? Enough is enough. Stop like coding our toys with pink and blue. It's so boring. Hey, can I talk about something? Yes. When I was 11. Uh, this is, of course, you can talk about something. This is the vehicle this for it. Is if there's any time you're allowed to talk about something, it's, it's right now. now. Uh, so when I was 11, yeah, uh, this is connected to Thomas, connected to gender. Look, what I did was I did a science experiment where I made all, of, <laughs> all the people in my class. I brought my Thomas trains to school. Okay, and I got was them- your teacher like enough is enough? <laughs> <laughs> you were 14 now. <laughs> I've read 10 years of stupid <laughs> essays. Fan fiction. Fan fiction. And now science, get out. So I was trying to do a psychology experiment. So I provide, I put all my trains out on the floor in our cloakroom. And I would get them to come in one at a time and arrange the trains in whatever order they wanted. And oh, then I wrote down like... Some, like- Buzzy. It's so it's so <laughs> shit. And then I wrote down like what colours they chose and like how long their trains were and stuff. You sound so intense. And, <laughs> and as a I, kid. I was trying to my sister was studying psychology and I was like, I want to do some psychology. I'll have a dabble. Yeah. Anyway, the outcome of the science experiment was that neither gender meant anything about which trains they chose. Wow. So, go you. Yeah, that's what I discovered. And I should you know, I should tell more people about that. That's huge. I think we should uh you should do it again, but you should get some funding for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then bring it back to your teacher and be like, look. Also, I've written a story I'd love you to read. And it's award-winning. Yeah. So <laughs> you told me to give up on my dreams. I never will. I never will. And look at me now. I'm, I own a fucking train. And I'm going to ride the train into the sunset of my future. And then die there.
<laughs> so, do you have any last characters that you want to talk about, Chris? Um, oh, my last, my very last one. This is a very specific New Zealand one. Mm. Um, what now? Great uh, early morning, a Sunday morning kids TV show. Um, and then it always has like really friendly, relatable anchors of the show. It does. Um, when I was watching it, I would say it was prime anchor time. We had Siobhan Ruakere, we had Anthony Samuels, we had Jason Farfoy, or yeah. um, Fart Boy. Like, he used to always fart on the show. Classic. Oh, stink, he used to say. It was his catchphrase. <laughs> uh, it was genius. And we got the end of Fiona's. And the end of Fiona, who and I. The start of Carolyn. Love. Fiona, gay icon. Absolutely. <laughs> Gay icon. 100%. What is up with that? I don't know why. There was just a thing that we're like... She's got kind of a punk chick vibe, which I think... She's bossy. She's like Angelica's mum. She She was fucking fierce on that show. And then she went to London and became a reporter, I think? She was sassy as. I felt like she took no shit from kids on that show. No, no. What was up with her? She was not a good choice for a child's presenter but obviously ultimately was a good choice we have, I only yeah we had the like we had it at the very end of her career on like which is over it She's tired. but yeah, we all instantly were like drawn to her be on it um <laughs> i'm so glad you brought she that up a bossy babysitter vibe <laughs> yes 100 percent. so they did um like a ongoing show called serial stuff where they played um like barbie doll kind of characters like toys yeah that kind of came to life and so it was all like real size but they were dressed as little dolls so when they're inside their house they're played by the hosts of what now when they're outside their house they're played by barbie dolls held by hands yes and anthony samuels who was straight on the show like as a anchor and has like <laughs> a family and kids and stuff i don't think there's ever been an openly gay um anchor uh, host there's of been some of... closeted gay ones yeah i know okay but i'll keep them to myself because that's their own choice yeah absolutely um he uh, Anthony Samuels, his character on Serial Stuff was called Outdoor Trev. Um, he was the Ken doll of the mm. of the universe and was so camp and gay. Like, so, 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 so gay. Um, obviously, loved him as a kid. I was like, this character is genius. Yeah. But um, Outdoor Trev? Like, what a name. And he was, in, he was in, like, a tight blue polo shirt. Yeah, yeah. And Anthony was, like, fit in these he's days ripped. yeah this was like pre kind of like dad bod like this was like mm. he's like peak and he's hot and yeah. he had that because he had plastic hair which i was kind of into yeah because it was perfect it was perfect and yeah like kind of and anthony is would you say he's marty or someone or he is of polynesian yeah. descent but like really like just so fit and beautiful and like mm. I love that Ken wasn't this kind of like preppy white guy either nah. and I think that really like added to the sort of sexual appeal of the character as well of outdoor Trev we're talking about Anthony Jason and Siobhan three brown hosts yeah all amazing and I so Siobhan Rookery what now is always leading the way with that paving the way yeah Siobhan, who uh, has since become a soap opera actress and then yes. has then, has just recently moved to LA and I hope she's doing well over there. Um, our American listeners, you might be seeing her soon on your screens. <laughs> she played Sports Susie, yes. who again was an icon for me. Any girl character who put sports or sporty in her name was an icon for sporty me. Sporty Spice. Sporty Spice, even though I didn't play, like I played soccer, but vaguely. Yeah. But I loved Sporty Girls. 
Um, and I used to do an impression of Sports Susie. Well, your track record of impersonations <laughs> has been um, great so <laughs> far. This so. episode, let's cap the impressions off with my impression of Sports Susie, which I also put in a play that I wrote for our class, and I played Sports Susie in a play for them. I would have loved I love Sports Susie so much. Uh, and her phrase was, Hi, everyone, it's me. That was really good. Thank you so much. I wanted to tell... We did a show with Siobhan. We did the Christmas show with her. Oh, yeah, at the basement And theater. I was like, I have to tell her about when I played Sports Susie for a school play, but I didn't tell her. Never meet your heroes. No. And never follow them on Snapchat. Because here's the... Rea- messing, I should never have followed you. The best reaction you're going to get is, oh, cool. Yes. That's it. Because you would have heard it all the time, but you want to be like, it means so much to me. I basically based my whole career off you. Yeah. And all I ever wanted to be was on serial stuff. That's... Absolutely true, true for me. Yeah, but they probably got paid twenty dollars an hour. They, they, I later did equivalent yeah. roles on for the Aaron Simpson oh, show. So you did live show. your dream. Well, very small roles, but I can tell you the pay was <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> Isn't that very sad exploitative? To know? Oh man, oh man! And, but it was such a good show. We should bring it back. Yeah, we should bring it back. Fuck. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Oh my god! Like it's such a thing. Right? Like I'm a Gilmore Girls is back, yeah. and all your favorite shows are back, and then oh my god, serial stuff serial is back. back. But it's like kind of edgy now. Mm. And Outdoor Trev has um since come out. Yeah, well done, well done, Outdoor Trev. Hey guys, I want to know what happened in the outdoors. Uh, cruising <laughs> Guys I think that, that just about brings us To the end of our episode uh, If you have anything you would love us to talk about On this podcast please uh, You can tweet us at Eli Matthewson Or at C Rob Kerr with a K It's a Twitter tag that makes no <sighs> sense But he's sticking with it uh, Or you can email Little Empire Podcasts At gmail.com Thanks so much to Little Empire um, And our lovely producer Tim Thanks so much again to the people at Bigpipe.co.nz Have a great night everyone <laughs> I'm presuming you're listening to this in the morning. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a face. It's for me, okay. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Boners of the Heart? My farts sound like um, Al John start of Miyam will be there. What does your farts sound like? They're like Al at the start of the song Yam will be there. They're like, there is. Right now is the closest I've ever been to walking out of this podcast. Actually. Yeah.